0: In times of great pain, if we fail to be honest with our soul and with our purpose in life, we will fail in our calling and our country. The answer? Believe in the words of Jesus more than in the words of men and devils. Thanks for joining us on Life Journeys, a podcast about thriving through the worst pain that life brings. With global initiatives threatening big changes to our way of life we're going to need to activate Jesus' words about mountain-moving faith. Words That Work is the ongoing series on life journeys that is rooted in releasing revelational words of faith that will work every time and with everyone. It's about moving the mountains that keep us from the presence and goodness of God. It's about defining our life purpose and identity through encountering Him until we have the power to move the obstacles that are destroying our liberty and hope. As you've probably noticed by now, if you've listened to some of my podcasts, I open up my heart and allow my listeners to look inside. That's where life is really lived, where we're motivated, where we're hurt, broken, hopeful, and where we're restored. And it's where our thoughts are driven and sometimes held hostage by the pain of our world. I can say whatever I want about the refreshing healing and strength that God has given me. I can have a history of many victories in the valleys of the past. But when a fresh storm arises, what do I do with it? Why do all these revelations of the past seem to be of no avail? Why am I not stronger? The answer often lies in where I put my mind. My heart has all sorts of resources, but if my mind is allowed to fill itself with deception doubt and denial, my countenance will fall. I need to learn to fill my mind with the realities that lie in my heart. How? I need to put my mind on the Word of God and the record of the many revelations given to me. In short, I need to use what I have been given to be the ruler over my mind. God has given me that authority, but I need to use it. You see, when he said, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, it spoke to me. God has given me the authority, and you, to rule our thought life. I don't need to just let whatever comes enter in and take over. I have the right by faith to take the truth in as my necessary fresh bread. I can't afford to just let the world run wild over my thought life. The Word says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on Thee. Paul said, Whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report, think on these things. The world is brutal. Social media is brutal because people are brutal. I've had vicious atheists attack and threaten me. Passive-aggressive Christians have tried to manipulate and sow seeds of doubt. There have been many liberals and even Hamas activists who have tried to intimidate with their words. The heart of this ministry is to prepare others for the pain that will come their way and to heal what brokenness is there from the past. It's to make sense out of the hard times and why God allows them and what to do about it. Now, When you're dealing with pain whether it be the issues of war in israel with struggles with personal peace with god or times of trials or with loss pain can become a hot button issue that brings out the best or often the worst in people we're living in extremely dangerous times The country's spiritual, economic, political, educational, medical, and entertainment foundations are all crumbling, and it's going to lead to very dark times for our future. The UN has become a pure joke with its General Secretary blaming Israel for the massacre by Hamas. But what really concerns me is the hearts of people. That's where life rises and falls. And that's the source of the pain that can explode into deep anger, hurt, and fear when someone tries to pry open the heart and look inside. When I open up my heart, it can become a searchlight into the hearts of my listeners. It paves the way for God to either come in and provide strength, or for defensiveness to rise up and produce a negative reaction. Such is what ministry is all about, whether it's mine or yours. But if we fail on this front, to be honest with our soul and our purpose in life, we will have failed our calling and our country. Jesus had just spent three years in establishing in His disciples that He was the hope for humanity and eternal life. They believed He was the Messiah. He called for their very souls to be utterly dedicated to Him, and now... Now, in John 13, he's telling them he's going to be crucified. All that they had in Jesus was threatened with loss in their minds. And now, with the devil screaming in their ears, Jesus says, Don't let your heart be troubled. (laughs) Right. Here was faith's great test. All seemed lost. Jesus was leaving them. What? Seriously, bro, let not my heart be troubled? Are you kidding me? But Jesus is more than equal to the task of all that you call your life being threatened. His point was simply, you don't know what life really is, kids. So in the midst of great distress, crucifixion, and utter despair, Jesus talks about mansions. And they're for you. You get to come and be with me there, he said, and in the meantime, don't let your heart be troubled. You're going to be with me. You know where I'm going, and you know the way there, he said. You've seen the Father because you've seen me. If you truly know me, you've seen him, and you know the Father. After they wondered about what he had said, Jesus said again to his disciples, Have I been with you so long, yet you don't know me? We also ought to be able to say, You know what God's will is for you because you've seen what my will is for you. That's our calling. Let me say it again. We ought to be able to say, You know what God's will is for your life because you've seen what my will is for you. That's love lived out in the space between you and me. Now then, Jesus shows them that what he says is of the Father. He's not speaking for himself. It's the Father in him that's doing the work. That's also what we're to be about. Thus, this whole chapter in John 14 is about not having a troubled heart, but knowing the reality of God being in us and we being in him. It's bringing us past the dimension of physical sight into the greater reality of being in Christ and He in us. Why is it, then, that we so often believe what the devil says about us more than we believe what Jesus said and did for us? I mean, when someone has just gossiped about me, why am I more influenced by that than by Jesus' love? Why do I react to that more than to God's word. Well, for me, it's a revelation that I'm still believing in the words of men and devils more than in the word of God. I'm treasuring more what men can give me than what God has already given me. Okay, so that's just me, but it works for me. It works to bring me back to the only faith that really matters. Now, that's where the disciples were in a world that was very very dangerous torture massacre and mass murder that type of danger gentlemen he said the world is about to kill me the implication was more than clear if they're going to do this to me they're going to do this to you too this is where the rubber meets the road when life has just gotten tragic Who are we going to believe? It depends on where our treasure is, and that's very revealing. You want to know why some people get so bent out of shape when I open up my heart to them about a tragedy? They see their own hearts, just for a moment, and the pain causes a negative reaction. They're hearing the truth. This guy says, He's gone through a lot of pain, and I'm going to go through it too. And furthermore, it's the will of God to let it happen. Really? You see, that messes with the fear, the hurt, the hate, and the belief system that lies dormant because we've covered it up with dead religion, maybe, or selfish ambition. We've tried to entertain the flesh instead of crucifying it. Too many have lived in denial by tainted faith in a God who would never let people suffer that's just not reality that gets a lot of people upset that's why peter took god aside listen to this peter took god aside and rebuked him when he when jesus said that he was going to suffer and die but jesus looked at peter and said get behind me satan you favor the things of this world more than the things of god who knew who knew that we all too easily do the same thing and then wonder where the comfort of God's presence is gone? You see, it's good to know why we struggle with faith, isn't it? Listen, God's presence is with us, but it takes the cross to get there. It takes some real honesty with oneself and God. But after Jesus gave the disciples the key to a heart that need not be troubled. They took those keys and drove it into a ditch. They did exactly what Jesus said they would do. They denied him and fled. Peter cursed and said he didn't even know Jesus. It can be very troubling when we find out that we didn't have the faith or faithfulness to do the right thing because it was too painful. It can be very discouraging. And that's where sifting by Satan comes in. But it had to happen. The heart needs to be exposed, even through suffering. When that happens, the atheist just buries his head in the sand and says, God doesn't exist. The less dishonest develop a victim's mentality and blame others for their pain. In many ways, they're more deadly than the atheist because they add confusion to their faith but then there are those determined to live by every word of God. They're willing to embrace the truth that God lets us experience pain so that we might come to our senses and learn to experience Him. It's the mercy of God that allows hard times to expose our unbelief, for it's only by faith that we have eternal life and all the blessings of heaven. Always remember Jesus told us through his encounter with the disciples in the cross. You're going to be sifted by Satan, and the Father has given him permission to sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you that your faith doesn't fail. You see, we will fail and fail often, but it's our faith, the remedy for our sin, that holds all the weight and releases all of the life of heaven. Yes, we live in a brutal, dangerous world, and God is aware that He has sent us into it. Arm yourself with faith. Believe in the words of Jesus more than you believe in the words of men and of devils. You can unlock the presence of God in your life. There are revelation principles that remove the mountains, keeping us from joy, hope, peace, and purpose when our world gets turned upside down. Look for these words that work with Pastor Hardica as he shares what has helped him when life got hard. And don't forget to check out his book, The Fortress and the Firebrand*, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Thanks for listening to Life Journeys. Find new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. And if you're new to this series, it begins with the September 16th episode. If we fail to be honest with our soul and with our purpose in life, We have failed in our calling and our country. The answer, again, believe in the words of Jesus more than in the words of men and devils.